Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello everybody, welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tilford, joined by Ash Millman. Hello. And Josh Brown. Hello. There are Last of Us 2 things a brewing, people. What? Yes. So why not just talk about it as much as possible? I mean, we have done all morning, but the cameras are now rolling and we'll continue to talk about all things relating to Naughty Dog's next game. Now, um, I have wrote down a whole bunch of different plot points, but everything is story related. We'll also be del- delving into full spoilers uh, for the original Last of Us. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as Last of Us 2 is concerned, um, everything is theory based. So there's information out there, but where, you know, take all of our uh, comments and words and everything else as not officially confirmed. We're, we can't possibly spoil the game because we don't know. But <laughs> hope we'll, we'll see how close we get. So hey, we say. So that's we, what say, we say anyway. Yeah, we're going to come back to this in a year's time and be like, damn, we were so <laughs> right. Joel was a ghost all along. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the opening thing um, I thought was very interesting because I've scoured um, all of the other journalists that got to go and check out the game. Mm-hmm. They got to play it for a couple of hours and there's all sorts of hands-on reports out there from kind of funny to um, uh, that one, the, uh, Easy Allies. Easy Allies. Yeah. Yeah. I love Easy yeah. Allies. And uh, all those guys. And they said at the very beginning of their presentation, Neil Druckmann came out and talked about what the game is like and he said that the, the way that the game is being put together, he said it's a story that could only be done in video games. Ooh. So I wanted to open with that because they also talked about about um, the game being, uh, or the themes being about cycles of violence and how the history can kind of repeat itself. And it's, it seems looking at the footage that Ellie is kind of repeating the same thing that happened to Joel, mm-hmm. where um, you know we have this sort of big thing at the beginning with, in the trailer of the State of Play thing, looked like Dina dies, who is the girl that um, Ellie seems to be like forming a relationship with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if if Dina dies, if that is the person who dies, then Sarah, um, then it's the same thing that happened with Sarah with Joel. Mm-hmm. And so like, what do we think of that? That the idea that the story can only be done in video games, what do you think he's referring to? Oh, they, he mentioned something it was in the interview that he mentioned something about a story can be done with video games and then used the example of he couldn't tell uh, he couldn't tell us when we played as Ellie in the first game mm. because that would have spoiled like an element of the game so, he, so that was a sort of mechanic sort of thing that I that I read at least anyway right. so I think he's referring to some sort of mechanic it could be that you play as other characters um, as well as Ellie throughout the game mm. as in the first one but I feel like it would be too on the nose from using mm. it as an example so yeah. I'm not entirely sure but it's definitely a, me- a mechanic thing that he's talking about that's mm. obviously filled 
film can't do, but it, I think it's active participation is probably yeah. The I think main it, part it has it. to be something active. I think that if he's talking about like the idea of like um, disconnections from because like, we like video game violence is really really fun, mm -hmm. hence Mortal Kombat or GTA or whatever. Um, and I think if they're trying to do something that is like maturing the art form or maturing video games overall, yeah. then maybe they're going to put you in a role because one of the biggest most impactful scenes from the original is you see Joel kill the surgeons and yeah. save Ellie, and you can't do anything about it. The character makes a decision for you, um, and I quite like that in terms of Joel as agency in the story taking back control and getting yeah. his like quote unquote daughter back kind of thing um, but that forced you as the viewer to reconcile with violence in a way that you d you didn't have the hands onness anymore like yeah. you had to just watch it so I'm assuming it's something like that I think that's like a great example I think over the Thank past you. couple of games Naughty Dog as a studio have been kind of flirting with how to mar their stories with gameplay because mm. in the past it's always been good they've been two core pillars but it's very much been sort of gameplay section cutscene gameplay section cutscene mm -hmm. I think with that moment in The Last of Us you saw them really experiment well because when it comes to that part you kind of expect a choice and they don't give you it and that mm. such makes that moment so much more impactful I mm -hmm. feel and then I feel like you got that again with Uncharted 4 during the first couple of hours which a lot of people thought were like slow but it's to me that was kind of setting the scene of yeah. where Nathan Drake is now you're kind of you get used to that monotony of oh, I haven't shot a dude in a while this movie was like <laughs> delivers an old Nathan Drake and I want to with see a mortgage with a mortgage and you know he does the dishes and he plays Crash Bandicoot <laughs> oh my god it's my life it's my life um, and I feel like they're gonna push that even more um, in The Last of Us Part 2 but mm -hmm. in a much more brutal way I do feel they're gonna well, Neil Druckmann said that the whole game sort of about cycles of violence mm -hmm. and how far you'd go to get justice or avenged, you know, a loved one mm -hmm. that you've been wronged. And I feel like the only way to do that is to take someone that you love mm -hmm. and then sort of see how far you go in the game yourself. Because mm -hmm. we go through so many video games just shooting people and not really thinking about the consequences mm -hmm. of our actions. But I feel like The Last of Us 1, at the very end, you do finally feel the consequences mm. of what you've yeah. done with like that lie. Mm -hmm. And the only way to sort of build on that in part two is to put that directly in your hands again. A small, just a really quick thing to throw in is that they've um, they've made it so that in Last of Us 2, the NPCs, um, the villains and stuff all yeah, have yeah. names that we were going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, that, yeah, if you kill someone, like they'll run over and, oh my God, he's killed Jeff. And yeah. like, or if you kill one of the dogs, like with all the, one of the other people will actually be like really upset that you killed their dog. And it's like, they're trying to sort of ground it with things like that. Um, but in terms of like, you mentioned like the, the twist or the ending kind of thing. Um, I love that they, they take control away from you. I think mm. that it lands way better because you can't have, you can't choose. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's the same with you guys, but if I'm ever making a choice in a game, I never really know what the best thing to do is. Oh, I'm like, yeah, do I do what? Over yeah, like, do I do what I would do? Do I do mm. what I think the character should do? I kind of fundamentally want to see both sides as someone who wants to see the whole game. And so for me, I always think there's more confidence in choosing for you mm. and going, like, well, this is the way the story went, and, and live with the consequences. So yeah. I'm kind of game for them to do more stuff like that. Yeah, and that's the same with like you guys, kind of thing. Yeah, um, I like those moments in not just in The Last of Us, but sort of in L.A. Noir. You kind of call Phelps in that game as sort of a character, and you're just mm. kind of embodying him for a bit. You don't have total control over him. He does mm -hmm. things behind your back. He has an affair without you kind of knowing. And I mean, you're I'm not privy like, to that. Exactly. That, that. I love that. A good detective. We get those moments where you're like, what are you doing? That's not <laughs> what I would do. But that sort of, to me, is a testament to kind of good storytelling because mm -hmm. you care that much. And these characters are so well-defined that you don't see them really mm. as an extension of you. There is a connection between you two emotionally for sure, but it's not sort of a one-to-one -one kind of you are my avatar for my thoughts and mm. how I would react in that situation. It's mm. no, this is what Joel would do or in The Last of Us 2, no, this is what Ellie would do. Plus, like, if you think about like Naughty Dog and, and Uncharted, like for the longest time, it was always like, you know, you play as Nathan Drake, you kill everybody, you snap next, but you quip and everything's fine afterwards. And I remember like that's something that has, has taken like other players out of it because it just doesn't make sense. Um, but at the same time, it was like, oh, well, it's video game balance. It's 
not meant to be a reflection on the character. Mm-hmm. You're not meant to take it seriously. And I think the industry's kind of like changed, or the medium sort of changed with that over time, where like we had a lunar narrative distance in GTA 4. It's like, you know, you can go and butcher people in between missions, but then in the cutscenes, Nico is complaining about wanting to kill people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's a weird thing to tackle over time. Um, and I think that maybe they want to try and do something with that, because Naughty Dog have a history of having a character like Drake, who is associated with like swashbuckling adventures and high time stuff, but also a massive body count that they yeah. never really address. Yeah. Um, and Joel kills a lot of people in The Last of Us, too. There's a whole thing that's talking about with this one, though, where you can play as Ellie and not kill anyone at all. Like, you mm. sneak through all the levels, which I think is a good way of approaching it. Like, if there's some sort True. of consequence for how many people you're killing and how many people you're engaging with in this cycle of violence, mm-hmm. then uh, surely that'd be a good way of approaching that sort of aspect of yeah. the narrative as well, where you, c- you have the choice to not kill anyone, to not murder any dogs. Do you think they would yeah. do like, an ending kind of like The Witcher 3, where you don't realize that they've actually been monitoring you the entire time? Mm. And then it's only at the very end where it's like, well, actually, you spared XYZ people, therefore you get this ending. I don't or know. Ellie turns out like this. I don't want that. Yeah, I don't think they'll but... do that at all. But I think I think maybe there'll be like a minor thing that mm. kind of reflects that, or how people perceive you at the end, or something like that. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I think that, I think it, it could play into it, but I also think that that would take away from Naughty Dog's very special. This is how it plays out. Yeah. Deal with it. Sort yeah. of thing. That's what I want them to do. I want them to have the confidence and be able to craft the game in such a way that we play it. In we all play it for the most part in a certain way, and they mm. know that, and they then give you an ending that's oh my god, I I didn't realize I was yeah. playing into this the whole time or whatever. And um, let's talk about Ellie and Dina because they're one of the biggest sort of fan theories. The way that they cut the state of play trailer um, is that the bit when Ellie gets pinned down by whatever that antagonistic force is, she looks up and she says, mm. like, please don't or whatever, and we hear, like, a gunshot, I think. Mm. Um, and we assume that Dina's the person who died, but um, what do you guys think of that? Do you think there's a potential that it's Joel that dies? We're going to get into mm. full-on theory territory. Well, this is where we might completely split, because I'm pretty <laughs> certain that's not Dina, just because right. it's it's so heavily implied in that trailer, yet they refrain from showing it. And yep. all the interviews with Neil Druckmann, he keeps saying... He keeps dodging he it. He keeps saying, look, I'm not going to confirm anyone's fate, but then it's just sort of makes me question then why are you going to heavily imply it if yeah. you're not going to say it if that's not the case I feel like you know it would be a great no not great but it would be motivation for Ellie if she lost Dina to sort of go on this hateful rampage mm-hmm. but with what Druckmann has said in the past where he keeps saying that the um, the theme of the game is hate and mm-hmm. how far both you and the characters will go to kind of get justice for your loved ones mm-hmm. The player at the moment doesn't already have that sort of connection with Dina. The character mm. does, mm. but we don't. And for me, it would be more kind of more of a justification for us to seek revenge and see how far we'd be willing to go hurting these, you know, baddies in game if it was Joel, just because we've got that right. connection built in. Mm. If we lost him earlier on, I feel like it's more not only does Ellie then have the justification to go off and go on this kind of, you know, vengeful mm. journey across America, America, but we do as well. I feel like if we just jumped in with this mm. and we saw Dina die, we could understand and sympathize with Ellie about her wanting to go down this dark path. Mm. But we might be kind of, you know, on the on the edge of that because we don't have that built-in connection. Yeah, it's weird because, like, for me, I think that she'd have a more visceral reaction to, like, what is, it's not, she doesn't have a fleeting romance with Dina, but it's building. And, like, she talks about in the original game with um, Joel where she pushes him away and says, like, everyone else has abandoned me except for you. Mm. And uh, and she also, we find out in the Left Behind thing that she had the whole relationship or building relationship with Riley and then mm. that went sideways as well. So I think she'd be more annoyed about something that potentially started to get off the ground only for it to be severed before it meant something. Yeah. Whereas, like, she knows what her relationship with Joel is and potentially we'll get onto the whole uh, theory that she knows that Joel's lying. There's yeah. a, a piece of dialogue at the beginning of the uh, footage for the new Last of Us 2 that kind of hints that, um, you know, that her and Joel aren't getting on very well and you could assume that it's because of the lie. Ugh, um, teenagers, eh? Teenagers, <laughs> eh? In Apocalypse. But um, yeah, I think that like, it's weird because the, the wider sort of framing of that scene is, again, according to the way that people have described the gameplay they got to play, is that um, Ellie and Dina go leave the camp, they leave the, the Jackson uh, City kind of place mm-hmm. um, and they find this house, I forget what the name of the dude is that it belongs to, but they find out that one of the people that lived at the uh, 
settlement has like this big old like weed and porn stash <laughs> and they like literally and they're like they break in um, and they uh, like go in underground or whatever and uh, and they like you know bust out the weed and the porn and for the most part they just get high together and they're hanging out and um, that seems very much like the same building that is in the bit where the people come in and, and pin uh, Ellie down and shoot whoever's with yeah. her who you have to assume is Dina um, but actually Ash what do you think about the difference between Dina and Joel? Ooh I think I totally agree that I think there's way more um, like investment in it being Joel and mm. I think that would play out better but the, the thing is we, we see the no don't and the gunshot and everything maybe someone's taken rather than like outright killed mm. because obviously she's got more friends than Justina in this city there's someone called Jesse who they mentioned a few couple yep. of times being friends with so mm. maybe like he gets shot or mm -hmm. like someone else gets shot and uh, then Dina is taken or Joel is taken you know what I mean and mm. then there's this whole I know there's this whole theory we're going to get into about Joel like being around but not being around <laughs> being um, at his head but yeah I don't know I, I think there's a there's a lot more to be said for someone being driven to to go through all these camps and to deliver all of this unrelenting vigilante justice if they're after something at the end of it rather than mm. just for vengeance. And I know yeah. that the whole thing is um, cycles of violence and hate and everything, but I think that she's got to be searching for something yep. to to drive her this far and this hard considering everything she's been through mm. she could very easily just kind of like be like okay yeah that's that be, be like Joel and be grizzled and that'd be that yeah yeah I personally way prefer that as opposed yeah. to just mirroring the first game because yeah. you'd have the exact same lead up and mm. it's like why invest so much time into Ellie and Dina if you're just going to kill Dina off and make her a plot point mm. like you said it makes more sense to have something to work towards and then you have yeah. the scene where Joel comes back anyway to get her back together I just think I just think her searching for, for Dina kind of, it, like, it mirrors the first one where it's kind of like it's like a, a hopeless situation everything but mm -hmm. it's, I, d I don't know I just think <laughs> I think it gives a bit more to it of a, of a pushing forward and you being invested as well and going right well I'm going to complete this mm. mission sort of thing let me give you some more um, narrative stuff I think uh, this is this is kind of yeah this is like full on theory territory but um, so there's there's like three sort of main factions in the game the two of them that we found out about so far are the Seraphites and the Washington Liberation Front um, the Seraphites are the ones that hang out uh, near Jackson like where the end of the first game sort of ends up and Tommy's encampment and everything um, I think the people that are in the room that pin Ellie down and kill whoever that is I think mm. they're the Fireflies um, well I think they're the because the, the, the thing is, the name, the Seraphites, if you I Googled what Seraph means, um, and apparently it's Hebrew for fiery one or burning. Um, and there's that whole bit in the initial footage where um, the, uh, like, you know, these like some of the Seraphites pin this person down and say, clip her wings and they mm. shoot someone. And the person that they're going after is an ex-member with like, mm. one of the scars on her face. Um, so I think the Seraphites are like a fraction, uh, fraction of the of ex-fireflies um, that have like turned to like all out uh, violence or whatever. Mm. Um, and I think that they're after um, Ellie and Joel because of what happened at the end of the first game. Yeah. So I think it would make sense um, if you had them bust into the house and they, mm. they kill or kidnap Dina or whatever, they leave Ellie alive. But the, the situation that leaves Ellie in is that she's then she then faces the repercussions for something that she had nothing to do with in the first place. Mm. It was Joel that killed all the fireflies. And yeah. that, then, that, that then pits Ellie up against Joel as well. Yeah, I think that's 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 connects to this Ooh. wacky theory that I've got, Scott, because I feel like... You bust the, out your wacky theory now? Obviously, got my theory now. Okay, you've got, you've got a wacky theory I card. You play it whenever you it's want. Not, it's it's not been like, slotted into the schedule. It's not that wacky, but I want to know if you guys agree okay, with it because it links to what you just said there obviously they're gonna to have to deal with the fallout of what joel did at the firefly base at the end of the first game mm -hmm. i don't think the entire game is going to be you know them trying to get revenge but i do feel like one of the plot points especially early on mm -hmm. will be that there is this you know that was a massive deal like he massacred loads and loads yeah, of people yeah. and people you know don't know the full facts about it but i think something will trickle out about you know an immune girl um being with like an older man and getting like a lot of people killed mm -hmm. and i think that's why ellie is wearing the mask earlier in the game because obviously she's yeah. high a high her immunity. immunity. She doesn't need that mask, mm. but I feel like not only is she doing it just to, you know, get people off her back for being like, well, you're the chosen one, right. but because, <laughs> you know, there will be some consequences if someone finds out that she's the immune mm. girl that ended up, you know, leading to all of this violence and death at the mm -hmm. Firefly Bliss. Mm -hmm. I think that will 
indirectly get either Dina or potentially Joel killed, and mm. then she'll have to live with those consequences of a choice she didn't make well, when she was a part of it, and yeah. that's going to haunt her as much as yeah. any sort of, you know death and make that death even more substantial. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because if, if you go da- back, I literally had to look at The Last of Us script and yeah. comb it line by line. Um, because if you think about people who know about Ellie's immunity, um, Tommy knows, Marlene knows, um, mm-hmm. and Tommy's old wife or girlfriend used to work with Marlene as part yeah. of the Fireflies. So if that somehow got back that like, you know, Tommy talks to someone he used to know in the Fireflies, all that stuff oh. would trickle back through um, and then it would it would come out that Ellie's the girl, you know, that, that's immune kind of thing. Um, oh, which I don't ex- know. I don't, think, yeah. I don't think he'd give her up or anything though. I think he'd, not intentionally. No, I just don't I think he's smarter than that. I think mm. it's Joel's brother. He's got like a bit about him. So I, think, <laughs> I, think, I don't think that's going to be, I don't think he's going to be a cause for it, but I think that, I don't know, his settlement's got something to do with it because mm-hmm. there's no reason why they'd all be going to Tommy's settlement if that was going to have like True. a problem with it mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. gameplay wise. What do you guys think in terms of, because we talk about like Joel's role, like he's obviously not around at the beginning mm-hmm. of the game. Well, they, that's the thing. This is when you bring in some of the dialogue that characters say um, based on descriptions of the gameplay that's out there. Um, there's one bit where Ellie and Dina are apparently on their horses going to explore and everything. And Dina asks Ellie, um, what are you guys going to get up to at the weekend or something? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'm going to play, I'm going to watch a movie with Joel. Mm. And then Dina says, um, uh, oh, is everything okay between you two now? And so like, that's all you get. But like, it, that's the thing. It's like, does that mean that she's found out about the secret? Like, what would be the thing that would make them frosty other than just maybe Joel's not okay to live with? I've got to say, they could just be having normal issues of living like together. <laughs> no, it's the secret act. Joel's a bit grumpy. Ellie's mm. got a load of hatred in her. Like, they're going to have some clashing to go I on. I think he'll be super protective parent. Like, maybe archetypal mm. one-dimensional style. But I think Naughty Dog are better scriptwriters than that. But I think if you're going to write the extension of the emotional reaction that Joel has at the yeah. end of the first game, it would be, I'm going to suffocate you with love yeah. kind of thing until, yeah. you know, something kind of can't be taken anymore. Well, one of the most negative sort of outcomes of that final choice at the end of the first game is the fact that Joel's kind of taken agency away from it. Mm. He's decided what's mm. best for it in that situation. He's lied to her. And Ellie might have accepted the lie. We don't know. That's still kind of left ambiguous. But mm-hmm. like the idea is that even though it might be born out of, you know, love or whatever, it's still very kind of, it's a selfish love. Yeah. He's made all the decisions for her in, in his head. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's a good thing. He's looking out for her. He's, he doesn't want it to sacrifice. He wants her to sort of live a life, but it's kind of, it's a twisted, it's a still a twisted thing to do, you know? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I feel like that would lead to him becoming, you know, overbearing or, you know, suffocating mm-hmm. her love, like you said, in a kind of toxic way. Plus, like, there's another way to read it. I mean, uh, Neil Druckmann did a whole uh, speech about the another way to read the ending, which is what they were kind of going for, that the end of the first Last of Us is more of a feminist message, that the way that Ellie looks at Joel is that she under, she knows that he's lying. Yeah. And it's the first time that she realizes she doesn't need him, that she could actually be totally fine mm-hmm. without him and she can be independent without him. So, like, there is that whole side of it where, like, that's another thing that he's taken away from her because he's reduced her to being, like, a daughter figure, being a weaker figure again. I think that this is all fantastic and wonderful mm-hmm. to think about in theory, but realistically, are they going to drop that Ellie knows the, about Joel's secret in, I think in, in trailers and gameplay? Yeah. Are they going to, are they going to, is that going to be oh, fed but back? That, see, I, but I think, yeah, I think so because that's so, so obvious that you'd open the game with that. I don't think so. I don't, I don't know because she either, she's either, she either knows at the beginning or she's going to know at a climactic point. Mm-hmm in the game so it's either, like it could be one or the other but I feel like having that little taster is just mm-hmm. going to be they've had an argument earlier in the week maybe yeah maybe yeah. I, it's weird because like, there are whole swaths of the fandom that think that, that the way her face mm. is at the end of the game means that she knows and like I can I can totally kind of see that Yeah, yeah. Um, for me I, w- I would get it out the way quote unquote at the very beginning have it be the crux of why they argued and, and you get that because then you can do way more with the script after it and you're not building up to mm. a predicted yeah, plot yeah. point you know what for me I'd 
I think it's going to go down a different route. Again, mm. completely conjecture. But you're playing your wacky theory card again. It's, I'm playing the wacky theory <laughs> card again. Here it is. The way I view the ending of The Last of Us, and this is the beauty of it, because we yeah, all have yeah, different yeah. interpretations of it, is that I do think Ellie's kind of accepting of the lie, or she kind of knows what's happening, mm. but I think it's going to be sort of an unspoken thing between the yeah. two. I don't think they would ever, ever talk about it. Right. And I don't think they talk about it at the beginning of the game. I feel like it's going to come midway through where Ellie's just kind of like, yeah, I know what you did was was wrong and it was terrible, but we've just never talked about mm. it in this entire relationship. Is kind of being built off that line. We both just kind of accepted it without ever yeah. having yeah. to acknowledge it well, or they both need the each consequences. Other emotionally, yeah. maybe, yeah. But I feel like there will be something that forces them to wrangle with it mm. now after so long away. Mm. There's a whole theory that obviously, like, Joel isn't actually around that sort of thing. We can get we? to that in time. I yes. know, I'm just, maybe, maybe they never actually have the chance to talk about it, is what mm. I'm saying. Maybe, maybe, like, she knows, but he never says it. And then if he's gone, then they can never actually talk about it. And that's her coming to deal with that sort of thing afterwards. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't think they do it at the beginning. He could totally do a Han Solo and bury himself in work and scavenging or whatever. There's a five year yeah. gap between one and two. So there's like there's enough time for Jackson itself to, to build up and flesh out kind of thing um, but the fact that he's not there at the beginning kind of you know assumes that he's off on some other mission or whatever because it's Tommy that comes to console her after yeah. the whole thing with whatever character uh, dies underground kind of thing um, but yeah just as like the final part with Joel like well, I guess what do you guys want to see because like for me in terms of narrative roles thematics and stuff Joel's mostly served his purpose like mm. you know like if you bring him back then you bring him back as an extrapolation of that lie and how far does he go to hide the lie but switching gameplay to playing as Ellie that changes the whole meaning or role of Joel altogether. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. 
Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. I don't know, because there's a whole like devil on your shoulder sort of aspect mm. of him as well. If they're talking about cycles of violence, again, because they always talk about cycles of violence, that's yep. the thing that keeps coming back and back and back. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have him there as like this like malevolent force, like he's been like, uh, because he has done everything that he's done in the previous game and made these decisions that do sway him as like a bad person. For the, for the sake of humanity, he's a bad person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's uh, one of the most divisive characters for the most yeah. part, a big villain. Exactly. Like he's, he's a human emotional well. character. Yeah, no, I love Joel. I, love, uh-huh. I think he's fantastic, but he's, he's technically like a bad person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Having him there is this like violent force on Ellie that's like pushing her to do these things and her having to move away from him and push him away. I think mm-hmm. that that's a good sort of way that they can explore that mm-hmm. sort of narrative. But Yeah, I feel like, you know, as much as I love Ellie and Joel and do deep yeah. down want them to ha- live happily ever <laughs> after together, I just don't think what's happened in the first game can kind of allow for that. Mm. Right. I feel like when it comes to Joel, even though he's done everything for Ellie in his mind, like I said, for, you know, it's all good intentions, but the road to hell is paved with good intentions mm-hmm. and stuff. I feel like she's kind of got to cut that part of her out whether that's Mm. because he dies Mm. earlier on or whatever I just feel like for her to live like in her fullest she's got to kind of get rid of them because that relationship is so strained and we've seen it with sort of Joel and Tommy before like this sort of relationship is mirrored when they were doing bad things when mm. Joel was doing mm. bad things it was all justified because you know he was looking out for Tommy kept he, was, alive. he kept him alive and he didn't understand the psychological toll and physical toll that put on his brother and mm. I feel like the same thing is kind of happening with Ellie when it comes to this lie you know mm-hmm. what I mean like that's a big sort of way to put on it and if she knows or not she's going to find out eventually uh-huh. and I just it's again I don't think he sort of sees that he does a lot of good things for he does a lot of bad things for the for good reasons yeah and he doesn't realize the consequences of that Joel's a bit of a mess in like a really human endearing kind of way yeah yeah um there's that bit in the in the reveal trailer where like she turns around and her reaction isn't jubilation or anything it's Mm. um what are you doing here or something like that yeah um and i know the fans obviously like leapt on the whole like there's a staircase in the shot with joel that there isn't in the ellie one and the hand looks too young to be joel um but i guess we might as well we might as well talk about the whole you know uh, joel is inside ellie's mind thing um, where do you guys initially come down on that? And I'll tell you a big theory. I think it's a really interesting way of them playing it out. And I think the whole, him saying that it, the gaming does things that no other medium can sort of thing. Mm. I think having Joel there as an, as an influence, as like an invisible influence that you can then communicate with and then go mm-hmm. on your own way. I think that'd be a really interesting, very good way of playing that out. And mm-hmm. I think Naughty Dog are the best people who would handle that as well. So I'd, I'd kind of like to see right. the whole Joel's not really there thing, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that it's been seeded so much that we can theorize about it now feels like it'd be too obvious. Yeah, yeah. true. I feel like... Like, originally, when the first trailer dropped, like, mm. three years ago or whatever, I was pretty convinced that, you know, he, he's, he's dead, he's a ghost. <laughs> now, I've sort of changed my mind on that, because Neil Druckmann keeps saying, you know, he's a big part of it. We've mm. seen him True. in the actual game. My theory at the moment is that he's not making it past the first act. I feel right. like he's going to be the inciting incident that makes Ellie go on this journey, and then he can still be a big part of the game, but yeah. in his absence rather than mm. him being that. I feel like not having him around for a good chunk of it will sort of affect both the players, you know, conceptions of who Ellie is and who they are without having that sort of partner to bounce off with. I feel Mm -hmm. like, for me, that 
I would like to see that. Happen. Well, it seems like what they've shown us is in order, where like you know the second half of the game, when whatever the incident is that sets Ellie on her big revenge kick, that bit when she's back in Seattle and she's mm. taking on the the wolves, um, that whole thing. If that if the sequences are in order, then he turns up after she's killed like a good 20, 30 people, um, and he says, you know, I, um, you didn't think I'd let you do this alone or something like that. Um, and it is that thing where like if Joel goes AWOL at the beginning, then that's him returning to the story X number of years later. Um, so it's like, well, you're going to get both ostensibly. You'd get to see what is Ellie like, just unrestrained mm -hmm. and, and away from. Joel but then what is what like what's the value of Joel if like mm. you know if, if the ending of the first one was that she can be completely independent without him like does he actually have any purpose in the end anyway I guess it would be just like an extrapolation of fatherhood mm. um, in terms of crazy theories though um, I initially tweet I was gonna tweet all this out I had like a four page tweet I was gonna do a thing I was <laughs> like on. I figured it out guys it's definitely a thing um, come on then this, this doesn't this doesn't actually fully line up but I'll just explain it to you anyway and I'll tell you why it doesn't make sense but um, I mean the whole thing <laughs> Good. Good. the whole the, <laughs> Joel's a ghost doesn't make sense and would I like I think it would, it would be fun enough, but I think it would be too obvious at this point. Um, so the theory I had was that at the very beginning of the original chunk of footage, mm -hmm. um, Joel comes to the doorway um, and says, like, you're not going to go through with this or something like that, uh, are you? And then Ellie's playing the guitar. Mm -hmm. um, in the Ellie's edition of Last of Us 2, the collectible one, the collector's mm -hmm. edition, um, the figure of Ellie, um, she's not sitting on a bed, she's sitting on a, a slab of concrete. Um, and mm -hmm. she's covered in blood and um, she's like with a guitar and everything. And in my mind, in, in full-on fan theory territory, mm -hmm. I was like, what if she's grabbed her guitar and she's sitting playing it after she's accomplished everything that she was going to do um, you know in this new game or whatever um, they all, another proviso being that Joel is the person that dies at the start um, and she's sitting there on this slab of concrete just playing a guitar same song because it's all like you know sad mm -hmm. and everything um, and she's remembering back to the very beginning of where it all began when she committed to the full revenge kick and that was back in the bedroom which would be the same framing the same mm -hmm. location as the original trailer and that's why Joel would be a ghost in that scene because um, he'd be at the doorway that's why he doesn't come in because it's always in her, in her mind mm -hmm. um, which also lines up if you wanted to with the footage that we got from State of Play um, because he's in like a slightly different location and when she turns around whatever like you know you, you can do all that stuff yeah. so for me I was like Ghost Joel and Ellie's sitting on the concrete and she wasn't sitting on the concrete when she was playing the guitar before so Whoa. one of those scenes has to be in her mind so I thought yeah if she flashes back in her mind to when all of this stuff began when mm -hmm. she committed to this tale of revenge that was in her bedroom when she was sitting there and if only Joel had came in and maybe that could have reasoned mm -hmm. with her and it could have all gone a different way that was what I was going to go I with. Like that. Yeah. It doesn't make yeah. sense though because um, once I started crunching it, um, if you look at the um, the location where she's sitting, um, she's in a different place um, on the new footage when she's sitting at the it looks like she's at the edge of a bed but it's more like a couch or something mm. um, and so it doesn't line up with the scene that I thought it did from mm. the original, original, original footage. So that's not going to be the case. <laughs> but um, I liked it. What a, what, a, what a roller coaster ride. But that's that was. the thing, considering it's the it's amount cool of people. Though. Thank you. The amount of people that have gone through with Joel's a ghost mm -hmm. and obviously and whatever. I was like, well, I'm going to put some time into it and actually try yeah. and figure it out. That's the closest I can get to Joel being a ghost. Um, and they, even then, that's taken the assumption that the Ellie figure is representative of a scene from the game and yeah. not just her on a piece of concrete. Yeah, man. I mean, this is the beauty of it. This is what I've been loving, you know, talking about the trailers for mm. because they are so purposefully vague. Neil Druckmann refuses to confirm anything. The them. trailers, as we've just mentioned, are cut in a way that leaves the suggested. We don't really know what the plot is. We still have no idea who that mystery woman is from Trailer 2. That's yeah. my next for point, Josh. For God's sake. But I just, I love that we can pick it apart. There are yep. a lot of people on the internet when we, me and Rach did a video the other day mm. and I kind of bust out this theory that I thought Joel was going to die. Got very, very angry. <laughs> I'm not saying that that's definitely going to happen. I think people uh, are sick of it. But also, you know, the fact that we all have these different interpretations is very cool. Mm. I like that none of them are sort of, yeah. you know, 
set in stone at the moment. Anything could, could happen mm-hmm. come February. All of them could be wrong, right? Mm. Every single I one hope of them so. could be wrong. I don't know. I think that there's got to be something said for this game about it being about letting go because the first mm. game was, wasn't about letting go at all. It was about holding on and Very fighting true. back yeah. and clawing through and doing everything you can to stay together mm-hmm. and that be your future together. Whereas this game's got to be about accepting death and accepting mm. moving on and acceptance in general. So mm-hmm. whether it's um, Ellie has, has, Dina gets taken away and she has to run after her and try and protect her and at the end she's going to die and she has to accept that mm. and be like, okay, that's that and Joel helps her along the way because he's like yeah let's do some killing that's what he likes doing that, it could be that it could mm-hmm. be her trying to process Joel as a memory as a spirit and then coming to terms with his actual death and being like okay I can let all this life go mm-hmm. I think there's got to be a, a moment of clarity and a moment of okay that's enough of that uh, see that would tie back in with the idea that Dina is kidnapped instead yeah. because then they would actually get their ending and you'd yeah. have something to go back to as opposed to just everything is done Dina's dead Joel's dead mm. all the other factions are gone or whatever and then Ellie has to try and reset again and yeah. then we get a part three at some point in the future um, I would assume something more final if depending on if they're going to do another one or not um, so yeah you mentioned the mystery woman um, there's a theory with her which is nigh unconfirmed at this point because um, like yeah so the whole thing a, few, uh, a couple of years ago the Naughty Dog Twitter um, announced that Laura Bailey had been cast in the Last of Us 2 and it was like Laurie Bailey cast as and it was four characters mm. um, four like potential characters um, car- what the hell's another word for because characters can be an individual I mean like like a word is made up of like six characters like you know letters? what I mean letters is a there word that's a word I letters. need it's almost half three smart eight. <laughs> half three, a yes. SMRT and uh, so yeah so um, she got cast as this uh, you know four character word um, Ellie's mum is called Wait, Anna four character or four letter four character <laughs> word Ash Milford it's an SMRT word and um, yeah so she got cast as this person called Anna now Ellie's mum is called Anna mm-hmm. uh, Marlene mentions her being called Anna in one of the recordings that you can find when you're in the Firefly base at the end of the first game um, so that kind of like reframes that initial trailer that we got with the mm-hmm. Seraphites and the clipper wings and all that sort of stuff and that big muscly woman with the big hammer um, assumedly that is Ellie's mum but that would mean that that scene is in the, the past mm-hmm. either that scene's in the past and Marlene was telling the truth because the audio diary that she leaves talks about uh, Anna in the past and mm-hmm. says I really miss you I wish you were here and stuff like that or because there's no specifics as to how she died um, she's always been alive and she's mm-hmm. out there fighting the Seraphites and the offshoot faction of the Fireflies and because yeah. she was a Firefly that's why she's up against them so much mm-hmm. well Right, this is where all my theories kind of like come crashing down because I have no <laughs> idea how these two different parts of the game connect. But right. I do have one idea. It is, it. is that, you know, Ellie's mom is still dead. But I feel right. like she's going to be another sort of example of why this cycle of violence, we're back to that phrase again, mm-hmm. just doesn't work because she looks out for blood at the end of that second trailer if you mm-hmm. go back. She's just watched a bunch of people get slaughtered. Mm-hmm. She's absolutely ripped and she's fuming. She's going to kill some fools. Uh-huh. But I just don't feel like that ends well. Like we know, we mm-hmm. know Ellie's mom is, you know, at the moment she's dead. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at some point Ellie's going to have to realise what happened to her in like Joel or whatever Mm. like all of these people before her just realise that that you know perpetuating this cycle of violence and killing for to get revenge and to get the emotion and out. Yours, to get the emotion out just doesn't work and only leads to even more bloodletting and more consequences mm-hmm. and I'm sure that'll tie in with the fireflies as well you know killing all those fireflies is going to have to have some devastating con- yeah, consequences yeah. at some point and it's just I feel like this is going to be another part of the game I guess it into Ellie's head mm-hmm. that you know what she's doing might work in the short term might feel good might mm-hmm. get revenge or whatever but it's mm-hmm. not something you can build something sustainable off true and uh, also on the mum front uh, Ellie carries around a note from her mum in her yeah. bag um, like I forget the exact text of what it says but it is talking about like I wish I could have met you and I mm-hmm. like I believe that you'll become like this I think it says something like, I believe you'll become the strong woman that I always knew you could be or something mm-hmm. like that um, and it's like obviously there's a big part of Ellie that's like quite subtly invested in her mum like in her mum's mm-hmm. wishes to do well and not give in to like you know because she has a lot of, Ellie has a lot of sort of rage in her 
her from being sort of handed off to different groups mm. and you know oh you're immune to whatever so we're going to use you for this experiment and whatever um, but she never really seems to fully give into that especially when she's hanging out with Dina she's mm. very much just a regular teenager like yeah. it's only when like obviously whatever it is goes south that she gives in to this fully sort of yeah. you know like a uh, rage fueled persona kind of thing uh, we only know from what we've seen she could be like putting out cigarettes on people <laughs> like she's walking around maybe it was a full on Terminator yeah. um, what do you think of the, the mystery woman and where would you like her to be in the oh, timeline I don't know I really you don't do. know I think I think her being Ellie's mom would be really interesting mm. I think there's another thing to be said about more ghosts hanging around like having a job on the side of mom on the other side like whoa what's going on let's have a dream <laughs> sequence now no. Um, no I think it, I think it'd be oh, it'd be really interesting to see her come back as this other force in her life after having Joel for so long and that mm. influence and then seeing her mom meeting her and seeing how she's grown up and that sort of thing would be mm -hmm. very satisfying but I think bringing her back from the dead is a bit of a ass pull move when it comes to it's what weird, set up yeah it's weird because I am so game for a conversation between her and Joel mm. as to like parenthood and the the role of a parent when it, when a, someone is independent or grown up mm. or mature enough to go out on their own do they even need parents at that point and whatever all those sort of things that emerge from you know conversations over time yeah. different generational divides and everything uh, I think there's more they can do with that than just showing you what life was like before Joel and Ellie were yeah. even a thing yeah. yeah but maybe I'm just missing uh, something I feel like that. you can still comment on that without you know having the characters have an actual conversation about because at this point Ellie has had what three kind of parent figures and they've all as far as we know been kind of crap with the mm. exception of Ellie's mum like she was with Marlene for a long time who eventually would have sacrificed her for the betterment <laughs> yeah. of the world then she's had Joel who killed a lot of people in mm. light to her we don't know what her relationship was like with her mum so we mm. don't know if that was the same and that's mm. something that you know mm. again wants her to break out of these old guard mentalities of how you should be living in the post-apocalypse mm. and that this is the only way or whether she was, you know, someone better, someone mm. more open, someone mm. she can actually, you know, properly look up mm -hmm. to rather than just someone where this kind of weird problematic love is there mm. that's getting her through. Because yeah. I don't know if I, I could be just missing something that's mentioned in one of the audio recordings, but I don't know if Anna knows that Ellie is alive. And that Ellie is out there somewhere. Mm. And like how much um, Anna just knows that she had a daughter and she was taken away from her. And like whatever, that could easily fuel that whole transformation of her body to become this like, you know, more survivable, uh, survivable mm. sort of persona. She's really, obviously really big. She can handle herself. Mm. She's the one who saves the day in that scene. Um, whether she's fighting to discover Ellie as much as Ellie, like, you know, I mean, Ellie doesn't know about um, her mom at this point, but mm. like, you know, they could easily be set on a path where they need to discover each other, yeah. which eliminates yeah. the need for Joel. It'd be nice. It would be really nice to see the whole fatherhood to motherhood mm. shift as well in the series going from those two. I think that'd be a really good way of exploring mm -hmm. it. But yeah. Because another one of the fan theories was just that um, if, um, you know, Ellie's sort of role as this girl who's immune, like if that comes mm -hmm. out, whether it's through Tommy or the Fireflies or anybody, if that word kind of gets out there, then if Anna does know that Ellie was the, like maybe she's immune as well mm -hmm. or whatever, and she gets word of that. And that scene where we see her with the hammer is her fighting her way back across the country to get back to mm -hmm. Ellie. Um, and it could be back in the present. Um, I guess it just depends like where that scene would be best served. Like mm -hmm. for me, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not actively, but I'm not that bothered about it being a prequel. I'd rather, yeah. or a, beforehand I would rather it was a clash I want to see the conversations between Joel and whoever that woman is yeah. do you think we'll play as this mystery woman who is almost definitely Ellie's she's on mom? the front of the vinyl soundtrack as well like I think she's a big I, deal I think you've got to play as her mm. I, think, I think it's got to happen mm -hmm. at some point Maybe, whether it's in the past whether it's in the present I think at some point we play as her I hope so she looks a lot like Ellie I mean for a chance for a time I was like oh maybe that's like Ellie in the future but she hasn't got yeah, the tattoo so yeah. it kind of can't be um, we might as well end on another sort of just general fan theory thing which is just something that uh, my wife threw in which is just that what if that woman is Joel's ex-wife 
because we Joel mentions well, Ooh. there's very little mentioned about Joel. This is pure yeah. fan theory. Um, very little is mentioned about Joel's ex-wife. He only um, I think that she re he references her at the very beginning of the first game, um, and they were together in like the '90s, and that was it. Mm. Um, mixed like, again, not mixed a whole lot of sense. But if you're just gonna throw in what character, what could this character be, and why are they important? Maybe I'm gonna tell you something back. I don't mm. like in post-apocalyptic fiction right here. This is why I don't want it to be Ellie's mom being alive as well. Mm. I don't like it when it comes to sort of zombie stories that are set in the future after the world is ravished. Mm -hmm. When two people are just very lucky enough to come back into contact yeah. with right, each other right. when everyone else is dead. Uh -huh. For some reason, that always rubs me the wrong way, and that's just a personal opinion. I think it depends how it's done, but I don't, I don't like mean. it. I don't think. Uh -huh. Which is why I want Ellie's mom to be dead if well, she I does come back. Oh, okay. Well, see, come back. Oh, see, I want Ellie's mom to be alive. I want this woman to be Ellie's mm. mom. Um, in the present, I want her to get involved in the whole scenario and, and whatever. Um, but yeah, the ex-wife thing, I think that was like that's interesting in terms of like Joel finding another mm. end for him. Mm. No? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Joel's like... <laughs> Joel's like his lone wolf thing, isn't he? Like mm. Ellie was the only one who ever Not got... Not by choice, though. I, mm, it is, because it's Ellie not... was the only one who ever got through to him, really. Mm. Like, after Sarah going, Ellie was the mm. one that was there for him. And, mm. like, with this whole thing that he's had with Ellie, it's just all been a bit much for him, hasn't it? I don't know, I don't know. I think he, he had that partner <laughs> at the beginning of the game, which yes. um, she was great. And obviously, if he gets... Some, yeah, yeah. If he gets... Um, Someone like that again, that could be a really good dynamic, but I, th oh, I don't know. Oh, see, the, the Tess and Joel dynamic, I always think of like Joel's mostly subservient to her, or he falls mm. into like, because she's like a gang leader or whatever. Yeah, she yeah, has, like, she's a crew great. And everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like really strong, but like in terms of like he loses Sarah, and I feel like he rebounds back into like this strong sort of, oh, well, I can, you know, because he's like a courier or something yeah, before yeah. him. Mm. And he's like, well, I have this like set of skills, or I can, I guess I can put them to use, and years go by, and he's like obviously seen so much stuff, but I wonder if they round out more of his character by saying, well, actually, he has another chance at a family if he has some. Else. No. I don't like it. I don't like it. I Joel don't happy him. ending. No, I, I, no, I just don't think. I just don't think it's him. I think that we're in for a real tragic time with this, and I, don't, I think mm. him finding a, another lady to settle down with, or an old flame to settle down with, just kind of betrays the emotional impact mm. of this story. And if they try and pivot again, emotional impact off killing someone that's really close to Joel that he's finally opened up to, mm. I think it's cliche. It's true. I'm, just, I'm trying to think of things they can do with Joel that isn't killing him because that yeah. seems like the most predictable thing to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, and I think that they would do it well, but everyone's assuming that Joel's going to die. Mm. Um, and so I'm wondering, uh, how do you tie that character off? What, what are his final scenes if they're not uh, a death goes, scene? He just goes and lives out in the woods Wonders in a cabin. <laughs> no, like, yeah. Yeah. You know what? He does like the Thanos thing because... He's Thanos now. He goes, <laughs> and he goes and lives in a cabin on his own. You know, yeah. job's done. Ellie's happy, <laughs> probably. A man might be back. I don't know. But he's, you know, he's he's going to live out the remainder of his life. You know, he's made he peace with himself. Mm. So that's the most important thing. You know, it's he's true. come to terms with his past. He's come to terms with Sarah. He's come to terms with how much he's lost. And now he can just be... <laughs> Be fine in himself. He goes back to the room with the porn and the weed, right? And then, <laughs> you know what? And then he yeah. settles the hell Maybe. down. He, he just has a blood transfusion you know from Ellie, makes himself immune, <laughs> and then goes and sacrifices himself, and everyone can take it from him. No, this <laughs> is what happens at the end of The Last of Us 2. Joel grabs the weed, grabs the porn, yeah. goes back to Bill's, is like, Oi, <laughs> Bill, let's set up those traps and just have a good time. Smoke the weed, play the FIFA, my oh, friends. Good, after <laughs> the most solid discussion on fan theories, we end on Joel getting high with Bill. Why not? But yeah, let us know you think down in the comments below if you're following along on the video side of things or come find us on social media if you're listening on the audio platforms. For now, though, this has been the What Culture Gaming Podcast and I've been your host, Scott Taylor, but joined by Ash Millman. Goodbye. And Josh Brown. Bye. I'll catch you next time. Bye. 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 Joel's dead. He's alive. Hey. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.